Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastscape Rewatch. This is Season 2, Episode 6. And I am Kamal Hats, and joining me is Red Nightmare. Hello! We are back, and it's the episode called Picture, If You Will. Uh, okay, uh, I'm trying to think. What, what do I need to think about? Mm, I don't know, painting that you like or that you don't like. I don't know. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Painting on glass or something. Yeah, so this episode is, well... Hmm. This is episode six, but uh, we've kind of run up against the issue that it's one of those ones that is slightly out of order. Mm-hmm. It's produced before The Way We Weren't, which was last week's episode, which we really liked. But it doesn't really come up very much. There's only like a couple of scenes where it matters, so yeah, it's, I think it's, it's fine to do it this way there's around. There's something to be said for either order, I think. Yeah, it's not a huge deal. And yeah, this episode is, you know, I'm not going to lie, it's not the best episode. I don't think. I no, think it's. I've seen. I've seen way worse though. Yeah, we'll get into it, but it's just it's it's another one of those thing of the week episodes, really. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. which can be fine. Yeah, it can be fine. So why don't we get into it? What it's about? And yes. We start off with uh, Chiana and Rigel and Aaron on some kind of uh, shop, some kind and of space junk shop. This ship looks really cool. Yeah, because you see a shot from the outside, and it's basically, I think it's, what is it, like four spherical structures connected by uh, tubes that are sort of rotating, and they're made up of, like, glass panels. And, and, and they're pulsating in the middle, like, the it's like pieces inside those those spheres are actually shifting slightly. Yeah. It does, it, it does. It, it reminded really me a bit about, uh, about an atom. More like... A molecule. A molecule, sorry. yeah, I was going to yeah, say, a molecule. My problem. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, like those kind of... Images of bonds and things like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Inside, it's just full, full of, you know, bits and pieces, uh, jewellery, and just random junk, essentially. Yeah. And there's a woman who owns the shop. But yeah, she's dressed like, I guess it's the the stereotypical, like, mystical, well... The, woman, I, yeah. I, I, I mystical wanna, woman. I want to say, like, the stereotypical gypsy woman. Not that anybody ever makes reference to that, but it's that kind of image that's been in TV and film for a, a long time. It's, it's clearly like somebody, if this wasn't space, she'd live in a tent. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, she's got colourful robes on and, like, tassels and jewellery mm-hmm. and lots of makeup and lipstick and stuff and speaks in an odd accent and is just trying to get them to buy some stuff or... Well, not really buy some stuff, just wants to give them things, it turns out. Yeah, because she sells Rigel a what looks like a, uh, a copy of a Hynerian... A tiara. Like, yeah, tiara yeah. for a f- single food cube. <laughs> and Gianna finds... She's looking for something to decorate with, and then she finds a... It looks like a glass painting. Yeah. And a faint image of what looks like her on it. Yeah, and she's like, oh, um, what's this? And the... Shopkeeper is like, oh, it looks a bit like you. You think maybe you want it? And she's like, no, no, I don't. Th- I pref- she said I prefer to decorate myself. I don't like that sort of thing. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we've got. You know, we're not getting much here. Let's let's leave. And the shopkeeper says, no, we want to give it to you. You can yeah. have the painting for free. And then and then as, as she shows, uh, she the painting again. The image of her is better. 
closer to the camera, and there's also an extra image of what looks like a necklace she recently lost. Yeah, and it's the painting is it's it's like on glass, but it's uh, sort of an irregular shape. It's not like a rectangle. It's more like no. a it's more like a sideways, like a trapezium. But it's mm-hmm. and you've got like blue and yellow blocks of color, and then that image of Chiana on it. Anyway, so yeah, so they get given that, and they're like, right, Chiana's well, like, uh, let's get uh, out of here. Uh, oh, okay, kids, tip. Don't accept creepy gifts for free. Like, yeah, don't. don't if do you're it. like, what? what no, just say no and walk away. Like this is such an obvious. Oh, something weird is gonna happen. It's like we. I want to give you this thing that looks like it has you on it and just changed while you weren't looking for free, and nobody yeah. is suspicious of this. Anyway, <laughs> back on Moya, we see uh, Crichton and Dargo, and I like this actually that they're trying to fix the defense screen. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's hey, like, hey didn't forget thing. about that again. <laughs> but um, they're not having much luck. Crichton's no. not doing very much. In, he's trying to get some uh, more DRDs from Pilot. And Pilot's like, well, they're all busy. And so, well, give me the ones that are working on air and ship. She's not going to notice. <laughs> and then he's like, but it's re- it's scheduled maintenance that's overdue. And it's like, ah, it'll be fine. Just give us four. Like, like, not the whole compliment, just give us four. <laughs> she doesn't need to know. And then. And then as soon as John says that, Pilot's like, she's just returned. And there's like a little smile on Pilot's I, I, face. I, I had that one in my notes as yeah. well. That smile was nice. Yeah, it was, like... That was pretty cool. <laughs> I did like that. Anyway, they've come back and Chiano's walking through the corridors of Moya. And there's a DRD going on the floor holding up a necklace. Yeah. And Chiano's like, hey, wait, come back here. Come back here. Is that my necklace? Yeah. And she she grabs it off the DRD and it's like, hey, where did you find that? And the DRD actually responds, like, yeah, it's beeping at her and sort of bumping into her leg. And the painting changes behind her back to something else now. It's Chiana, but with a broken leg. As in literally, like her leg is separated from yeah, the, rest of the image and a little bit to the side, just just tiny bit. Yeah, and then she gets up from because she's kneeling down to get the thing off the DRD. She stands up, trips on the DRD, and there's a horrible, really awful snapping noise. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's... Oh, that's she's bad. apparently broken her leg. Oh, good. good. Uh-oh. One thing that the shopkeeper no. woman did say to her is like, oh, me think it's a window into time. Like, yeah, the oh, appreciation of art. That, uh, how, how, what, what type of appreciation? Well, in this case, it's a window in time. It's like, oh. It's like, oh. <laughs> I think I see where... Okay, this is odd. Okay, okay, that's fine. So that's good. So we cut to Chiana resting up... Well, after she's been yelling in pain, there's mm-hmm. uh, Crichton and Zan have come to uh, help her, and Zan is sort of setting her leg in a mm-hmm. cast of some kind, and Crichton is like, okay, what, what's going on? And Chiana reckons that the painting can predict the future. Yeah, and she's actually quite enthusiastic about this. It's like, oh, oh, knowing the future, that's great. Zan and John are not buying it. They're like, maybe it's somebody else playing a trick. They changed it behind your back. And On the other hand, John's like, well, Aaron wouldn't do something like that. And Rigel, he probably wouldn't go to the trouble. Yeah, well, no, he says Rigel might pull your leg. He might do something like this, but he wouldn't break your leg. No. Um, but yeah, Chiana's convinced that it is actually showing the future. And Zan's like, I want, okay, let me test this painting. 
And Chiana being very possessive is like, no, you can't have it. I want to keep it. I'll keep it right here. John's like, look, just let her take a tiny little chip off an area where we won't notice. Yeah. And like, she just set your leg. Out. Just come on. So she reluctantly agrees. And Zan goes off to her lab to do some tests. And then we cut to her lab to find Rigel fiddling Sniffing with... chemicals. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know that smell. And he's dipping the chemicals on the tiara he got. Um, but he actually finds out that it's not fake. And it is real. It's authentic. An authentic yeah. Kynerian tiara. And just, just as he's finding this out, Sam walks in, grabs him by the uh, eyebrow. Yeah. And it's like, why are you in my stuff? I thought you'd be smarter than that, especially what I did last time. Yeah, it's like, stay out of my things. And then uh, he's making the case that, wait, no, this thing is authentic. We can, we can sell it back for a tidy profit. And he actually says, pilot, reverse course. Go back to the... <laughs> go back to the... Because uh, we, don't, we don't get told what the shopkeeper's name is, but they know. So anyway, he says, go back to Kyvan's ship. And pilot's like, What? <laughs> and Zan's like, but ignore that. Like, we have better things to do. But I love, I love that because Pilot's like, yeah, no, I agree. We're not doing that. <laughs> I just love Pilot's reaction of just being like, what? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. Wait, who put you in charge? But yeah, Rigel is thinking, whoa, I can sell it back to them and make a tidy profit or something. It's yeah. It's Rigel I mean, being Rigel. I don't, I don't think you can sell something back that you just bought. Yeah, from I don't think somebody. that's gonna I, work. No, you can probably get a better price by going to somebody else. Like it's... you'll, f you've been, you'll find another buyer for this. Well, if we give Rigel the benefit of the doubt, then maybe he wants to go back and get more stuff that she doesn't know she has. That, that, that could. That, that sounds could... like that sounds like Rigel. Although the dialogue indicates that he reckons they can turn a tidy profit by selling it back, so it doesn't yeah. really. Anyway, now we go to Chiana, who's resting up in her quarters, and Dargo is there. He's sort of hanging around at the doorway. I like this scene. Yeah, and he's asking Chiana, like, you really think it could predict the future? And, you know, do you want to know the future? And I also like that he mm. says, are you sure it's showing the future or causing it? Is, is it a cursed item of evil? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... I, I do appreciate that he's he's keeping his options open. Like, yes, it might show you the future. It might also cause the future. Yeah. And cause these events to happen. It might like, be a bad thing. But yeah, they have a discussion about, you know, do you, would you want to know your future? No. And, yeah, Dargo is on the side of, no, I don't want to. And says, well, what if it shows you, you know, don't you want to know if you're going to find your son? And he's like, well, no, if it's bad news, I'll lose all hope. And Chiana's response is, uh, well, it might stop you spending all that time looking for something you're not going to get. If I don't try, then it's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree with Dargo. It's like, no, just don't, you don't want to know too much about your own future. No, you really don't. But uh, Chiana is, uh, <laughs> Chiana seems to be okay with it. It's like, oh, maybe we'll, uh, one of the painting will show me and you next, she says to Dargo. Because in this scene, they're actually getting closer to each other. Like, he sits down on the bed, mm -hmm. and Chiana's like, oh, so you do care about me then. And, and he says, why wouldn't I? Yeah, and like, Chiana's being her sort of slightly irreverent self, but Dargo is actually kind of dead serious. I mean, we've seen it happen before. He really cares about Chiana. Yeah. And he might be letting on that there's maybe a little bit more than just friendship here. And... 
Mm-hmm. Sex! I- <laughs> <laughs> what I also like is that Dargo doesn't raise his voice at all. He's no. This is actually the most quiet and serene scene we've seen him in in the entire series. Yeah, he's I very think. sort of uh, low voice Soft. and just like yeah. Steady even tone. when he dis- even when he disagrees with Chiani, he doesn't raise his voice. No, and he's like I. You know, just want you to be sensible and get rid of it. And she's like, oh, I'm not being sensible now. I want to be alone. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so she gets annoyed and says, all right, fine. Leave me alone. Because she wants to keep the painting. Everybody else is like, get rid of this thing. Yeah, this is creepy. Stop. Get, it, yeah. get rid of it. So she's told Dargo to clear off while she has a rest by herself. Mm-hmm. So now we have Aaron and Crichton in the food hall, in the canteen. Food hall, or whatever it is. Food hall, mess. There's never really a proper name for it. Food hall, mess hall, can't. Mess hall is way too military. The canteen, eatery. That's a cantina. That's different. Oh right, sorry. (laughs) But yeah, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Aaron reckons that Kyvan set it all up because Chiana insulted her. Oh, you know they're working some theories. John's like, yeah, wait, no, yes, it might be a con, but doesn't make any sense because she. She gave it for free. That doesn't really work. Yeah, that's not a big score, I think he says. No. It's like, okay, uh, what do we do then? And it's like, what... Well, she says to John, like, what's your theory? He says, well, I don't have a theory. I have a hypothesis that we never should have gone there in the first place. <laughs> and she agreed on that. Yeah. I like that this drifts to Aaron being like, well, if it came down to it, I'd just lose Rigel and Chiana. Chop them both off the ship, yeah. Yeah. And John's like, wait, really? I mean, I can, un- I can understand Rigel. Yeah, there's, there's no discussion <laughs> on that one until later. He's <laughs> like, but Chiana, really? It's like, and Aaron says, you know, they both get us into the same amount of trouble. Yeah, but Chiana means well. It's like, and, you know, John's sticking out for Chiana and actually Rigel because he says, you know, even Rigel has his moments once in a while. Yeah, she's and a great Aaron's while. like, yeah, I think uh, on on average we'd be better off without him. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Listen, there have been several times where it would have been perfectly understandable for them to just get rid of Rigel. Yeah, but just put him in the airlock and jettison him out. Space him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chiana, yeah, she's pulled the thing once or twice, but... She's not, like, uh, as vicious as Rigel can be when no. he doesn't... Chiana wouldn't sell them out. Rigel has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a case of, yeah, he would. No, he literally has. <laughs> the only reason it didn't work is because they weren't buying. Exactly. See, see the end of season one, for reference. <laughs> but then John's like, well, would you throw out Zan? Dargo? Me? He's like, right. And Aaron is just sort of quietly eating food. He says, pilot, well, get rid of pilot. Then it's just, the, <laughs> just you and nobody else on the ship. Yeah, and I like that at some point he's like, you know what I think we should do? We should just close everything off, close all the doors on Moya, and make sure that nothing comes in. No sp- weird space parasites, no bugs, no aliens. I'm like, you're sounding like somebody, so, uh, a recent politician, John. Stop. Well, also... No, <laughs> I, I, know mean, that's, I know it's in jest, but still. But he's... <laughs> I like that everything he says is in reference to something that happened. Like the yeah, that is true. Space bugs... Um, and I think he says like mind or- yeah, mind yeah. altering viruses and stuff like that. It's like, I'm tired of all this weird crap. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure if he's doing it in jest to point At least out half how flawed in- Aaron's uh, arguments are, or he's like, yeah, no, you know what? That might actually solve some problems. Uh, it's probably a bit of both. It's a bit it's, of both. It's fu- it's funny how relevant that still is. Yeah. Uh, 
Because Eren is, I think, kind of playing with John a little bit by just... A little bit, yeah. Yeah, by, you know, just not saying anything, just eating a food while he says, like, would you get rid of everybody, including me and Pilot? And yeah. He's like, well, let's start with this room then. And yeah, you like, can have that up, one for up, yourself. Up, and he just up and leaves. Because he goes to see Zan, and Zan is doing analysis in her lab on the piece of glass that she got off the painting. Mm-hmm. And she hears a voice. I think it's saying... I think it actually... Well, okay, the voice crops up a couple of times and it's either making unintelligible noises or it's saying Pau. It might... I wasn't able to hear what it said here. However, I did have a reaction to this scene. Yeah. Which was, no, 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 no! No! Because <laughs> I realized who this was. Yeah. It took me a while. I figured out who was returning this week. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, if you remember the end of the last episode, I did say somebody would be coming back. We haven't seen in yep. a while. And at this point in the episode, I realized who that was. Yeah. I wonder if you have figured it out as well, listeners. Yes, we'll, we'll get <laughs> you, to that soon. You may have read the synopsis or if you've watched the episode. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Crichton comes in and actually startles her. And she's just like... Are you okay? You know, what's up? And she's like, nope, I'm not okay. I've uh, found nothing in the painting. Nothing at all. And well, she, that's good, right? Yeah, but... Yeah, that's what John says, but she's, like, she's freaking out. And John's like, well, it must be all in Chiana's head, you know. She imagined it. But, like, uh, no, it's not all in her head. John, there, make, there might come a time soon that I need you to do exactly as I say, without question and without hesitation. Can you do that? I actually, I like that she says, do you have enough faith in me to do that? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever you say, you know, whenever you... He realizes how serious she is. Yeah, and, whenever you give yeah. the order, I'll, I'll do it. And it's like, I can't speak for the rest, because she needs the rest to do this well, but I, I have your back. And then she says, right, bring me the painting. I want to destroy it. <laughs> we got to destroy okay. this thing. He's like, right, good, we're on the same wavelength here. I'll go get it. So he's off to Chiana's quarters, and Dargo uh, meets him along the way. And mm-hmm. he says, right, we need to destroy the thing. And it's like, yes, I agree, we'll go destroy the thing. And then they hear Chiana screaming. Yeah. And so they start running. And it turns out the painting has changed again. Yes. And to... in this case, it's depicting Chiana on fire. Yeah, burning in flames. And she's just screaming and freaking out. And so Dargo picks her up. John grabs the portrait, brings the portrait to Zan, and everyone else goes to the cargo bay. Mm-hmm. Because Chiana says like she feels like she's burning up. She's freaking out. But yeah, she says she's burning up inside. Which I think it, this is between your ears. But... And then um, <laughs> like they run into Aaron. And Aaron's like, no, shut up. You you feel fine. You're okay. This is a load of dren. You're, you're fine. Yeah. What's going on? And then it's like, okay, well, let's, let's put her in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair... If the picture is true and she's going to be set on fire, putting her in the freezer is probably the safest uh, precaution, yeah. actually. Yeah, and they're like, but you'll suffocate. And it's like, Pilot is able to keep her in there indefinitely if he, you know, fiddles with the temperature and puts yeah. the airflow through. So they're like, okay, let's do this. They open up the freezer, put her inside, and then the freezer locks. And then in a stunning disregard for the laws of thermodynamics, the freezer <laughs> sets on fire. Exactly. <laughs> I love this. It's like... That's not supposed to happen. That's, Wait that's, a minute. What, what a hell. It's like, that's like going to your fridge, opening it, and you'd be like, 
<laughs> a flame just shooting out to closing it again. Whoopsie. Your 70, your 70 sound black uh, charcoal face after yeah. that. It's like, it's what like, the hell? Yeah, blown back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the freezer is on fire. Nobody can get in, and you've got Crichton, Aaron, and Dargo trying to break in, and they shoot the lock, and it doesn't work. And so Chiana just burns to a crisp, and there's like not even a body, there's just ashes left. Mm. And, and her necklace. And her necklace, yeah. <laughs> and, whoa, it's kind of... If Dargo is the one who he screams out, or he yells out for Chiana, and... Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy, actually. It's a little heavy, yeah. Um, so, then Pilot does manage to get the door open, and, yeah, we see all that's left are the burnt ashes and the necklace. Mm-hmm. And everyone is kind of shocked that this actually happened. And uh, Rigel goes to Zan, who's in her lab in the cargo bay, and, and he's like, so it's true then, Chiana's dead. It's like, yeah, why didn't you do anything? You could have done something. It's like, like oh. what the hell, dude? Yeah, and Zan... Pipe it down. <laughs> and Zan's like, well, yeah, opposed to what you did, which was nothing. It's so like, I did try. Sleeping. He says, if anybody has seen fit to warn me, like, just get out. Just leave. Get out yeah. of here, Rigel. That's, that's a bit low for even Rigel. Yeah. Just blaming Zan and when he mm. just did nothing. Uh, anyway, Zan does actually blame herself. Well, actually, not just Zan, but everybody almost. She says, I should have done something, should have done more. Mm-hmm. And Dargo says, no, I should have taken it away from her. I should have smashed it. And I like John coming in and being like, okay, there's a lot of things... We all should have done, but let's just get rid of this thing. Yeah, and they set it on fire because irony. Yeah, it's the fire would be a fitting end, says Zan. Yeah. And then we see Pilot and Aaron. Aaron is trying to figure out what went wrong with the freezer. Mm-hmm. It's like, was there a fault in Moya's systems? No. Nope. You said that uh, Moya was having odd energy fluctuations earlier. Is that it? It's like, nope. no, everything Can't was either. fine. Something wrong with the DRDs? No. She's just really hounding Pilot to, to, like, there must be a reason why this happened, and he doesn't, he can't give her one. And he's like, it's not my fault. And she's like, that's not what I'm saying. It's, it's, I'm... She's frantically like, no, I'm not blaming you, but something had to have gone wrong. And it's at this point that John enters and is like, Aaron, cut it out. It's not nobody's fault. She's like, I'm just trying to figure out what happened. There must be a reason. And then John's like, okay, Hold up here. <laughs> Hold up. Are you just? Are you gonna do this every time? You're gonna keep people at arm's length? Because what I actually the reason he says that is because he says like it's not your fault, Aaron, and, she, and yeah. she's like I know ne- I never said it was. Because John is looking through this yeah this panic because what she's trying to do is find a reason so she knows it's not her fault. Rationally, yeah. it wasn't her fault at all. She didn't do anything. No. But irrationally, she thinks it is. Because she made fun of it, or because yeah. she didn't take it too serious enough. And she doesn't want to say that, and that's why John says, like, what, are you mm. going to keep doing this? Keep keep us at a distance? That scene makes a little bit more sense if the episode comes before the way we weren't, because they have the discussion about, you may have noticed that I keep everybody at a distance and all that. It does still work here, because, you know, she's still doing that stuff she was talking about. Yeah, but it makes slightly more sense beforehand. But ah oh well, it's in the in the scheme of things, it's not a huge lapse in continuity. No. so it's, we're it's, fine. I, I don't consider this one that bad. No, it's, it's like okay. it's okay. Would it have worked better? Maybe I don't know. It would Possibly. be it would be such a small thing, really, that yeah. it's not. 
it doesn't actually matter for the broadcast order nope. or whatever so that's fine but yeah he's like no it's yeah not your fault and you need to stop keeping people mm -hmm. away but uh, as they're talking about this Dargo gets to them over the comms it's like you better come to the central chamber we have a problem and we get there and the painting which they destroyed has repaired itself and it shows Dargo this time oh great shit well th this is this is turning into some final destination shit yeah they, they showed Dargo and so they smash it on the floor they're just like mm -hmm. right okay let's not waste time smash and they throw it out of the airlock like fine if it's gonna repair itself great it can do so in space and then they say okay we need to go back to Kyven and figure and get some answers mm -hmm. and Erin takes Crichton's module because her prowl is still undergoing repairs and again Zan hears a creepy voice in the corridor and it's laughing looking, yeah high maniacal laugh I think definitely this time well certainly a few times when the laughter turns up we can hear it calling out Pau so Erin has flown away in the module and Rachel is hitching along yeah it's good because they they experience a little bit of a space bump because John's module is a piece of crap as Erin mothers to herself at some point yeah and then he writes uh, just like Rawr! and she just grabs her pistol without looking back points it straight into it at his face it's like bro no it's just me it's just me so calm down what are you doing here it's like don't you think I have score to settle as well and it's like oh and turn a profit it's like can't I do both <laughs> Oh, so why is there always with money about you? Well, no, I, I actually... Look, Chiana deserves restitution. That's, that's what she would have wanted. Well, I, I like that he says, you know, actually, he quite liked Chiana. And they yeah. were I like the escalation of this where he says, like, she, she had an appetite. She liked the finer things in life. I'm actually going to miss her. Well, and like, I, ladies and gentlemen, Rachel in a nutshell. Yeah, and he does actually say she would have made a good Hynerian. Yeah, <laughs> which is quite a compliment. Well, yeah, from Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he's tagging along, but back on Moya. Guess what? Painting has reconstituted itself again. And now it shows Dargo being... Impaled. ...steward by what looks like a spear, I think? Yeah, it's like a, just a simple black sort of graphic of like a pointy thing mm -hmm. uh, sticking through him. And they're like, okay, this isn't... This is bad. Okay, now we're really freaking out. We've, and we've and Dargo's, space. Dargo's pretty much like, okay, I accept this. Yeah, he's like, this is my fate, I'm resigned to it, if this is my fate, I'll have to accept it. And they say, well, what the hell is this? What's it showing? And he says, this symbol represents a quarter blade. So like, okay, let's take the quarter blade, let's put it away as far away from you as possible so that it doesn't happen. And let's get you into a room, in an open <laughs> empty room, away from pointy objects. This is, an, by the, this is just, <laughs> that's an amazing thing here that made me laugh. It's like, they're walking... Uh, around the hangar bay with Aaron's prowler, and they say, "Let's get you away from anywhere with with pointy objects." As they, and as soon as they say pointy objects, it's like yeah. they walk past the front of Aaron's prowler, which is a long, thin spike. Yeah, <laughs> like, a long, thin black spike. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> are you like you're telegraphing this pretty hard here? Yeah. So, spoiler alert. They, uh, while standing in front of it, the thing suddenly turns on. John is pushed away by Dargo. Dargo is skewered by the pointy end of the uh, prowler. And he shatters into pieces of glass. Yeah, he doesn't actually just uh, die. No, yeah, he just, like you said, shatters. Which is freaking out John. Uh, like, That's not supposed to happen. But yeah, we see that 
Dargo gets shattered, and actually we then see a cut from his point of view as he materializes in freaky wobblyville in the, in the painting because yeah. there's a part of the painting that was that was always the same and that's a corridor that's probably on a, a, a glass pane because it's I think it's three glass panes yeah. stacked on top of each other yeah. and this is in a later pane uh, a yellow corridor with archways to the side of it yeah and he appears there so it's a, a pretty long yellow corridor with sort of black lines along it and archways and mm. just blackness around the side and there's a, like a little there's like two cu two cube frames that are transposed on e on top of each other that's also part of the painting and you can also yeah. see that from there so it's quite obviously inside the painting and it's very much uh, being inside the painting gives it a very much of an Escher kind of feel where yeah. lines aren't going the way they're supposed to in the regular space well, the, the also thing is they they give all the scenes in here like um, I think the best way to describe it is kind of like a ripple effect Mm -hmm. So that parts of it are like the the image is distorted, but uh, not hugely, but it's noticeable. So that it's kind of like like a sort of funhouse mirror where yeah. everything looks a bit off, and it keeps and, it keeps shifting. Yeah, yeah, it does. It that actually standing still. Yeah, that actually flows around a bit, so it's not the same all the time. It's not so pronounced to be upsetting. No, this I had in my notes not as na nauseating, surprisingly. Yeah, it's actually it's noticeable and can make things look a bit weird, but it's not. Yeah, like you say, nauseating. Yeah. Anyway, he's dropped in there. <laughs> okay, what the hell is going on? And he can hear Chiana though, so Chiana's in there as well. Yeah, and he can see her through an archway, but she's on the ceiling. Well, that. she's on the ceiling, and she's like it's her head filling the entire archway. Like there's some kind of weird scale thing going on. Yeah. Here. And he tries to reach her by going through another archway, which doesn't work, because apparently there's, she, like, th there's the archway where her head is, and he tries to go to the uh, through the archway on the other side, but he doesn't end up next to her by no. that. It's, it, she, it's thinking with portals. Yeah, basically. So, all right, this is freaky, freaky deaky, man. <laughs> oh man, hard. not those, no, not those assholes again. <laughs> Get out. Out. Meanwhile, back in the real world, I guess, Aaron and Rigel have arrived on the station to uh, have a chat with Kyvan. Yeah. They just sort of walk in there. Kyvan is sitting down off to the side. Yeah, reading a newspaper or something. I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Aaron just immediately whips out pistols, like, you have some explaining to do. And she starts wrecking the store. That painting that you gave to Chiana. It's like, oh, does she like it? It's like, what is it? Why did you do this? What's happening? And she's like, oh no, I can't tell, I don't understand. And she just smashes the place. Rigel is like, I wouldn't lie to her while, while she's in this sort of mood. Yeah, and she points the pistol at uh, Kyvan and Kyvan goes like, he made me do it! He made me do it! Kyvan is, keeps dodging the name. But and... yeah, Aaron is like really angry about this. Yeah, like, she's yelling she's at her. break. Any yeah. moment she would, she would just shoot Kyvan right there. And then we get a name for who forced her to do it. Yeah. It's Moldis. Yep, he's back. And at the same time, we cut to... Uh, afterwards, we cut to a the scene of basically Zan telling him about Moldis because she's figured out at this point that it's him. Well, no, because Aaron has told them oh, over the comms. Right. That's that, makes, how that makes a lot more sense. That seat, yeah, wasn't in there. 
I figured she'd have figured it out by now. But no, no, okay. no, because the the scene after that is Aaron on comms to Crichton and Zan. We don't hear her say it's Mordis, but they they have been talking, so they know that it's Mordis now because Aaron has filled them in. And yeah, we haven't seen Mordis at all since that old Black Magic way back in season one. Yep. And they reference that, say, I thought we killed him. It's like, nope, only dispersed him. Zan I mean, knew, knew he'd coalesce again one day. She'd never dreamed to be this fast, though. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's Moldus. I figured that out earlier. And I was like, oh, crap, no. There are several avenues by which you can figure, figure it out. I mean... Yeah. That high-pitched laugh is very clearly Moldus. Yeah. It's very clearly his laugh. Or, uh, we had a few scenes earlier. And, okay, well, Moldus is back. We need to deal with this. And John's like, we beat him once. We can do it again. And Zan's not sure... No, and she's like, this is not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. And she grabs John's head and, like, puts the two, their two heads together and does her Delvian mind meld. She's actually using the link they already have to quickly yeah. make a connection that's apparently secure. It's like, is this life secure? It is now. <laughs> Are we being traced? Are we being bugged? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's from the bond of unity that they shared in Rhapsody yeah. in Blue. Which, which, in some way, they still share, because, like... like they, uh, like Zan said, like at the start, of, uh, somewhere in the first season, I think it was a human reaction. There's a part of me and you, and the other way around. Yeah, and she's got a plan. So she tell, she's telling him through the mental link that she has mm-hmm. a plan. You have to focus Mortis's attention uh, for as long as possible. Yeah, and, I'll focus the attention on you, away from me. Yeah, and ignore what I t- what I say next. Yeah, and she snaps away and says, "No, John, we can't beat him. Mortis is too powerful." I'm giving up, and... And John's like, we can try, because, look, no, we have to keep trying, and he's playing along nicely. Yeah, the painting at this point has reformed again. Yeah, and it now shows John being electrocuted. Yeah, and Dan's like, no, okay, well, I'm giving up, and she just shoves John into an exposed circuit, Mm -hmm. electrocuting him and shattering him like Dargo. Yeah. And it's like, all right, okay. And he gets transported inside the picture with Chiana and Dargo. And they're both in different archways now. Or Dargo's there, at least, mm-hmm. in an archway. Okay, what the hell is this? This place is freaky. And he's like, no, don't go through the archways. They take you somewhere different. I lost Chiana looking for her because Dargo had found Chiana earlier, but he can't find her now. And, he, and uh, John's like, okay, great. It's not only a trap, it's a maze. It's a, yeah. Oh, fantastic. And then he's... Then he shouts out, Moldus! He's calling out Moldus, yeah. And Dargo's like, wait, Moldus? He's like, yep, Moldus. He's like, come on, you old bastard, get out of here. This is where you're supposed to show up, tell us your plan, and twirl your mustache. And that's when Moldus appears, looking exactly the same as he did uh, in his sort of black... Weird outfit. Regency outfit with a rough and puffy sleeves. And he's like, I don't have a mustache, John! (laughs) I was, and I have in my notes, he's back. Yeah, Moldus is his good old hammy I, self. I love, I love Moldus so. Warning, much. incoming ham. <laughs> <laughs> I love Moldus so much. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's he's, he's, great. he's legit terrifying, but he's also lo- beautifully hammy. Yeah, and <laughs> so yeah, he's back. And John's like, he's like, how did it feel being dispersed? He's like, yeah, it was pretty bad. Focused on. It- he focused on revenge the whole time. Though. Yeah, and I like that he says, ah, reverend as ever, John. Irreverent, yeah. And John's like, okay, well, you want a revenge? I'm here. Here I am. And he's like, revenge away. 
It's like, oh, uh, yeah, it's not for you, John. Don't want revenge on you. It's Zan he wants revenge on. Yeah, because she actually killed him. John's like, oh, I'm hurt. I actually thought we did it together. No, no, John, <laughs> no, you were just, you were just, you just did something tiny. You didn't actually kill him. You're just a bit player. There's the other fella that did it. Cost him his life, didn't it? You know, reminding us yeah. of what happened at the end of uh, that old black magic. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, the reason everybody else got zapped in here is because he wanted Zan to see her crewmates die first. Mm-hmm. Really sort of torture her. And then he's like, all right, let's bring it here. And starts calling Zan again, yelling out. Yeah, and we can see Zan on the ship just hearing this, the voice very, very clearly now. And she's like, no, 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 no. And we, we do actually have a cut where it cuts to Zan and Pilot. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says to Pilot, like, do you understand? <laughs> and I like the Pilot's like, slightly puzzled, like, no, but I'll do as you ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly Zan has some sort of plan. But uh, Mortis is now explaining to Crichton that Zan is afraid. She's alone. You know, will yeah. uh, I feed on fear? Remember, don't you? You know, don't you remember? And I like, I like how he says, "Oh, you think that she's gonna save her? You that she has a plan? Oh, your mind is like an open book, John. I can just li- with l- large font and m- lots of pictures." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that detail. Love it. Oh, you think Zan's going to pull a Delvian fast one on in years? Like, well, you know, it's not going to. And I, I like John at this point. It's like, oh, you can read my mind? Well, kiss. I'm betting on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Then Zan gets called into the painting because the painting has changed again to show Zan being broken. And what actually happens is the voice comes through and uh, to Zan and she falls off. Yeah, off the bridge at Pilots. And I like Pilots' reactions like, no! No. <laughs> so, yeah, Zan lands in the painting with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And Crichton is like, don't give up. You know, we can beat this. We can beat this guy. Everybody else, stay calm. Moldis feeds on fear. Moldis is like, that's not going to work, Johnny boy. Besides, you're quaking in your boots over here. You're keeping your face up. And it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not that afraid. Oh, you want fear? And then he zaps him into one of those um, archways, and then he's like, okay, let's, let's look at it like that. Six billion people, John. Imagine me, yeah, imagine me standing on your planet. It's like, stay away from her, you bastard. He's <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he's like, like, that's see? what he's really afraid of. You see, see everybody's, got their bu- everybody's got their buttons I can push, and he goes to Dargo. He's like, how old is your son? How, you know, be, I look forward to meeting him, and Dargo's just hisses at him. There's, there's no way he could find, uh, could find uh, Dargo's son. There's no way. Because he, he has no idea where to look. Well, and then he goes to Chiana and says, ah, how would you like a one-way ticket back to your home planet? Oh, you wouldn't? Afraid you'd get mind-wiped by your countrymen? Well, too bad. So he's preying on their, each of their fears. What I like is that Chiana's like, no, you're all talk. You're, you're not going to do any of that. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> and I do like that he says, "Ah, oh, you're right on that. You're n- not a single one of you is going to leave uh, this place ever. I will, though." And then he sort of turns to Zan, who's still in the corridor. Yeah, laying on the ground. I mean, she's she's broken. He's like, "I'm going to feed on everybody's fear, and then dissolve your atoms. Just feed on your life essence, and that will give me enough power to break through permanently and become corporeal again." 
mm-hmm. and that's going to happen in a hundred microns. And he says this as he's walking over Zan. Yeah, which impressively done, by the way, because I think he's standing on the exact spots where you can actually hold, where you can actually suffer somebody standing on you. Yeah, or there's some kind of uh, thing going on here that um, we he see might be clo- suspended. Yeah, we well. see close-ups of his feet crunching on Zan's back, and then maybe from the sort of chest up of him walking across her, but we never see like the full shot of it. So there's no. obviously some camera trickery going on in there because. Probably. No one's, you're not going to ask, like, hey, Virginia, hey, can you just lie down while uh, this guy walks on top of you? Yeah. <laughs> in these rather painful boots. It's like, no, that's not going to happen. No. But he's like, you've got 100 microts until that happens. And I don't know why it takes time. Because, because he says, if you, if you like countdowns. I think this is Baldus just being like, well, I'm an evil bad guy. I might as well do a countdown, right? <laughs> yeah. He's... he's Fully in the big hammy evil bad guy mm-hmm. uh, role. I think he's like my victories as a shot. Yeah, he's falling mm. into the, that classic bad guy trap of like I don't need to worry about being beaten. No. I sh- like, I'm invincible. Like if he's a sensible bad guy, he just does it now and doesn't wait yeah. around. But he's not. No, that Moldus has never been the sensible bad guy. He never yeah. will be. When he says the countdown, he waves his hand, and the end of the corridor shows. The inside of Moya, inside in the central chamber, I think it is. Yeah, and we see that from the other side as like uh, this apparition of that hallway appears there in Moya. It's not just yeah, from it's one giant. side. Giant. It covers an entire archway of Moya now. Yeah, it's huge, and it's actually a a thing. I like that there's a DRD standing there <laughs> looking at it. It's like. <laughs> but then pilot says, "Aaron, or priority transmission from Zan. Kill Kyvan and get out of there." I like that. Aaron's like, okay, grabs her pistol, shoots Kyvan and leaves. Just immediately, without even thinking about or questioning anything, shoots Kyvan, who shatters into tiny pieces. Yes, glass again. And they get in the module, get out of there, and then as they escape, the station then also shatters into tiny pieces, into yeah. tiny glass pieces. And so, Roy's just like, how oh, you know what's going to happen? Like, I didn't know, I just did what Zen told me to. Yeah, and John told me to do that. And Bryce is like, well, I didn't tell me anything. No, of course not. Once, since when have you followed orders? <laughs> yeah, it's great. And so, yeah, funnily enough, turns out Kyvan was actually an extension of Maldis. Yeah. Like, you didn't, like, nobody clocked that, the fact that Kyvan is actually played by the same guy who plays Maldis. <laughs> to be, okay, to be completely honest, I only realized that at the end of the second viewing. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Did they pull the same stunt as yeah, the they, first time? They, they did. did. They, they did. did. Yeah. It's practically his MO. is like appear yeah. to them as a, as a different person. And yeah. yeah. I mean, it was quite clearly a man in drag from the beginning. Yeah. But what I was... Maybe that's, bec- maybe that's uh, a different era uh, that we're watching it in. Because I was like, oh, that's just... Oh, yeah, I mean, that. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'll go with that. But then, like, that's the thing. It's like, we're, watching, alien, it, we're watching it now, but looking, but looking back on it, imagining it at the time it was made, that's not. On the likely. other hand, we have seen a female of the species that we would have mistaken for a man. That is true. That yeah. is the point. Like, yeah, we, we've but... had that happen before. This wouldn't be the first time. I'll be honest, like, going back in and knowing that there's a weird, freaky painting that predicts the future, and there's somebody who looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. Like, hey, wait a minute. Fair. That's fair. Wait a minute. 
But I, I, I like, I, I tend to do this. Well, certainly once... Consciously or unconsciously, just being like, okay, I believe that this is happening. Well, certainly once we find out that Maldus is back, I'm like, wait, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. As I said, it took me a few inning and a half to realize that. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, they get, they get they, out they... of there, they back to Moya, and Maldus is like, oh, he gets sort of blown back by this somehow. It's apparently, I mean, it's, it's a physical manifestation of him that yeah. probably required a lot of energy to keep up, and it being destroyed like that has a, a feedback effect. Yeah, and he says, no, you think you've defeated me? I'm more powerful than you know. And Zan says, so am I, jumps up and kicks his ass. Yeah, I love that she says, so am I, and then Wham. gets up. Because uh, I, I, I was like, actually, the first time I watched this, uh, when, when he said, I'm more powerful than ever. When he, uh, than you imagine, and she said, so am I. I was like, yeah, she leveled up. Yeah, exactly, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in that Rhapsody in blue, she leveled up, ha. Get wrecked, and so she sort of kicks him back, and and then what they say is, okay, everybody, get out of here, go. And uh, so Dargo and Chiana go through the portal first, mm -hmm. and come out on the other side in Moya, and it's not just like a bloop, they actually have to sort of yank themselves yeah. out of it. It seems to be pulling them back in as they try to get out. Yeah, and uh, Zan's like, go, John, leave me. Like, no, and John's like, no, you're coming with me. Picks her up, puts her on his shoulders, and just, like, gets out of there as well. Yeah, tosses her out, then gets out himself. And then they're out, and they're laughing. And, and then a giant hand comes out of the painting. <laughs> it's really weird, like, this portal that's opened. In the, it's just a massive hand. Like, yeah, it's like, covers the whole portal. It's trying to grab them back. And then they manage to get away from it. Dargo's just at, presses himself against the wall, just next next to the wall. It's like, okay, as long as he doesn't grab over here, I'm fine. John grabs a DRD and like, holds it up to. Well, uh, no, Zang the... grabs a DRD. No, no, John grabs it. He oh, says, yeah. fire one. <laughs> and then it starts firing at the hand, which recedes a bit. Then he gives the DRD to Zan and just keep that. And then he goes to the the prowler, which is luckily pointed right at the hole. And he says, fire two. <laughs> they just, yeah, they just shoot Mortis's giant hand with these lasers, sort of yeah. forcing it back in. Goes back through the portal. Portal collapses, shatters into tiny pieces, and that's they're done. Yes, that's the episode. <laughs> I like that. John says, "That was your plan." <laughs> yeah, did you like it? <laughs> What's not to like? Yeah. And so before the episode actually ends, we get a couple of scenes. We get Chiana and Rigel. <laughs> like, oh, I love this scene this so is, this much. Is, this is actually pretty good. This is so good. And she's like, what? Rigel is like, oh, I, what I don't get is why this was happening. It's like, why was Kyvan in our... <laughs> and, and, and Chiana's like, oh, no, no. Uh, uh, Zan explained this. So Kyvan was a, man of, a physical manifestation of uh, Moldus because he had to do that because he couldn't... Uh, get to us, so he had to make Kaivan, who made the painting, so that we, uh, it could be brought to us, so we, it could bridge the gaps, and also f uh, make us afraid, which allowed him to pull us in, and then and feed on us, and yeah. energy, making him enough to make him corporeal again. And he's like, corporeal, what? Uh, <laughs> Rachel is like, what, a, but I still don't understand, oh, okay, never and mind. And she's like, she's like Ah, it's probably best not to worry about this too much. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Make your head spin. And like, this is this is directed at everybody who's watching. Yeah. Like, hey, wait a second. It's a very meta scene. <laughs> like, yeah. don't worry about these things too much. I do like that. Shiana says, like, okay, puzzle me this. So, I got burned. 
not a not, not a not a scorch mark on me. Zang got uh, shattered, Dargo got pierced, they're all fine, John got electrocuted, but I still have a broken leg. How does that work? It's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, the entire scene is just like, don't worry about it. Yeah, there's a few other things I'm like, wait. I have questions. <laughs> there were a few things that did light up, but this scene is like, yeah, you're right, let's not dwell on that. And then we go and see Crichton and Zan and say, you know, is Mordis gone for good this time? And Zan doesn't know, you know, we don't know. And like John says, and this is this is something I actually remember from way back in the day when I briefly watched an episode here or there. Yeah. Where John says, like, you know, this would have been a perfect time to lie to me. Just say, yes, he's toast. He's never coming back. It's all over. Would have helped me sleep, for, at least. <laughs> yeah. And Zan says, no, uh, I'm sorry, John. I'm not a very good liar. And John's like, yeah, right, because... Well, you had us all fooled with the uh, that whole fear act, and and Zan's like, well, no, I wasn't acting. I was actually that scared. I've never been more scared in my life. And I, I remember the quote: "Courage is not the absence of fear; it's the action. It is the action despite of it." Yeah, I always remember that quote as something from uh, the Third Doctor. Actually, there's a John Pertwee. Uh, I don't even know where this quote comes from. It's yeah. just I remember it. But yeah, there's there's a quote from Doctor Who in the Third Doctor. John Pertwee says, um, "Courage isn't a matter of not being afraid. You know, it's being afraid and doing what you have to do anyway." Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's that kind of thing. And that's where the episode ends. That's what we end on. Dan's admission of her fear. Mm -hmm. And that was the episode. Well, it's, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. There's there's like a few. But what I find the biggest shame of this episode is that it takes over half the episode for Moldus to show up because I kind of yeah. like, I just like watching <laughs> Chris Haywood just chewing the scenery. Yeah, it's he's just, so good so as Moldus. I do agree. Like it would have been nicer if we'd had more of Moldus in yeah. there. Like in the other episode, he shows up like in ten minutes. Yeah, in, the, in Yield Black Magic, and that's he just ah, oh, he's a delight throughout. He's just a big ham, and it per it totally works for his character. And especially how John just seriously tries to get under his skin. And what I like is that because he is like this incorporeal being who can read people's minds and stuff, he gets to have fun with John to make the same kind of references and same kind of jokes that yeah, uh, which we don't see very much. So that kind of sets him apart as a bad guy. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think this is definitely very much like a monster of the week style episode. It doesn't... I mean, we got to get Baldus back, and there were some good references to scenes that uh, to things that happened before. So I'm I'm on the I am on the three train actually. Uh, I don't know. Well, remember we've made it harder to get the yes. higher marks though. I, yes. So you're saying this would be a four from last season? Yeah, a low four, but a four. I just I would put it a notch lower than that. I would I would rate this a two for this season okay. because listen, we've just remember what we just watched last week, the way we weren't. Yes. Remember how good that was? Yeah, that, we gave that a five. I know we gave that a five, but so like, like, yeah, this this is about two regs, yeah. and then below that, I would give this a two. I don't think it's it's not amazing. It's it's okay. It's just a lot of, like I said, it, it underuses. It doesn't use Moldis as much as it as I think it should. And it's it's a hell of a lot better than taking the stone. Oh yeah, but that's like which, a, which we gave a two. So. I don't know if it's a hell of a lot better. It's certainly, it's definitely better than that. But I don't know. I give it a three. You give it a two. We can yeah. agree to disagree. I don't think it's that. 
great. I think it's fine. It has, like, it gets an automatic half point because it has Mordis. I'll be honest. Well, that's the thing, is if it had Mordis throughout the whole episode, then yeah. I would feel more comfortable rating I'll take, it higher. I'll, I'll take any Mordis over no Mordis. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't advance the greater plot. Uh, I don't, there's a type, there's, there is some character development we get between, uh, we see a building, or see a developing relationship between Chiana and Dargo, mm -hmm. so, you know, got to give it points for that. Other than that, I actually we see that we see Chiana and Rigel as well a little bit, their friendship, yeah. which is nice. So it's not entirely, you know, without a greater effect on the no, series. I, but I, I liked it. It was all right. I think it was, it certainly does not stand up against um, the way we weren't. No. Or, well, let's be honest, nothing. No, nothing has. has. Like, it's it, a tough like, act like, to follow. It's a tough like act we to said, follow. Like we said, it's the best episode of Farscape, period, we've yeah. seen thus far. It, it's hard to follow that one. Maybe that we would think better of it. Maybe I'd think better of it if we had watched it the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly, actually, yeah. Yeah. You know, and... But like you said, it's always good to see Moldis because, yeah, Chris Haywood always does a fantastic job with that. I hope he shows up later again. I don't know if he does, but yeah. And the the painting effect was kind of weird. It was just... It works. It wasn't nauseating. It got the effect across, so I I have no trouble with that, actually. Yeah, I just think they could have done more with Moldis. And yeah. I would have definitely liked it more because... It was just, we spent far too long figuring out who was behind the whole thing. Yeah, I would have liked Moldus showing up way early in the episode. But Yeah, and then, you know, maybe shows up earlier, spends more time toying with them directly, and they eventually realize he's doing that because he can't actually kill them outright, or he's less powerful than he's letting on, or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, just to see more of that, because... Up until that point, it's like a oh, weird cursed item kind of deal. and mm. A bit of Final Destination. Yeah, a little bit. And the the thing is, like, so is this is pretty... We're, you know, we're still early on in Season 2. So when Chiana gets burned, to, quote, to death, mm -hmm. there's, you know, if you're watching this through for the first time, you're like, hey, wait a minute. You, you might actually buy into that, possibly, that, oh, no, wait, Chiana's dead. Except for the fact that then it happens very early in the episode and there's a little bit of grieving, but not much. Yeah, exactly. Then, then once Dargo dies, you're like, okay, yeah, no, but she's not dead. It makes sense because Dargo shatters into glass. So that's like, okay, okay, something else is going on here. That's yeah. what's, what's the giveaway. Yeah, so you do end up with the stakes that we've seen them, quote, die, but we know they're not really dead. No, that's true. And once... So once it happens to one character, like Chiana, you could be like, oh, maybe oh, I, maybe she's only lasted this long. Once it starts happening to everybody else, you're like, okay, no, all right. That's... Yeah, but that's why I like that the second death actually clearly shows that he can't be dead. Yeah. The yeah, glass yeah. shattering. They, they put that in there because at that point we would know it, so the characters also get to know it. Yeah, so yeah, that's all right. It's, it's just, you know, it's a pretty throwaway episode. So... Anyway, what do we have next week? Yeah, it's a pretty... Yeah, well, let's see what, what's coming up next, because, you know, this episode was all right, but uh, I, I want to get back into the meat of things. This was, like, very much a diversion from... The meat um, of things, you say? Yeah, because the next episode is episode seven, called Home on the Remains, and here's the quick blurb. Uh, desperately short of food, Chiana leads the crew to a dead budong, where she once worked, 
Without mm -hmm. any currency, they must work for food and supply the deteriorating Zan with meat. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> huh. Meat, you say. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure out what that means next week. Yeah. We'll, Weird. We'll see. And like I said, hopefully we don't run into, and I don't think we will, run into many more uh, production order, broadcast order issues. No. So we'll be back next week with Home on the Remains. That was Picture If You Will. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on social media. We're both on Twitter at Cartwahats and Reds at Fedorkin Entry. Yes. And you can go to cartwahats.co.uk for previous podcast episodes and RSS feeds and other projects that I do, which is all supported by the Cartwahats Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Cartwahats. This is all made possible by you, so that is awesome. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks all for listening. And, yes, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, we'll be back with Home on the Remains next week. Bye for now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, hats, look at this. I made a painting of you. Oh, that's great. Um, why am I being crushed under a 10-ton weight? Artistic freedom. Okay. By the way, could you stand over there for a moment? Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Masterpiece.